Hi there and welcome back to the Valencia Property Podcast and today it's a special one, it's slightly different, it's not our normal monthly podcast. Today we're talking about the digital nomad visa and your questions about it as well. So firstly, we've already written the blog post about it and we're just going to recap on what the digital nomad visa is. And the first thing to say is, is it a digital nomad visa or is it a remote worker visa? We actually prefer the term remote worker visa because the idea of the Spanish government isn't for people to come here as a digital nomad and then move on to somewhere else. The idea is that the uh, people come here and they actually put down some roots here and live here and pay taxes here. Anyway, it's up and running. All the details are finally out. So. This is what you need in order to get the digital nomad or the remote worker visa in Spain. All the details in this, and then we're gonna go through the questions of things that maybe haven't been answered. First thing to understand is that the digital nomad or remote worker visa hasn't undermined or replaced any other visa. It's a new visa for people. So the golden visa is still in place when you spend over 500,000 on a property. The non-lucrative visa is still in place where you come here but you don't work. Sometimes that's known as the pensioners visa uh, because it's a lot of pensioners who come here on that one. And then there's a student visa where you can actually come over as a student on a course that is called homologado, which is actually recognized by the Spanish state. And you can even work on the student visa for up to 20 hours. Who is the digital nomad or remote worker visa for? Well, it's designed for people who can effectively work from any location in the world in your current employment. It requires those applying for it to satisfy the following requirements. So you need to be a freelancer or a remote worker for an employer or employers. Less than 20% of your income should come from Spanish-based companies. And it's important that it stays that way while you are here. You don't go touting for business in Spain and take that requirement over 20% because then when you come to the renewal of the visa, you wouldn't get it. You need to have been working for your current employer or for your clients for over three months. If you work for a company, then it must have been in existence for more than one year, thus avoiding you setting up a shell company, paying yourself for three months and then applying. They do have some limits. You can't have lived in Spain in the last five years before your application, although you can apply for the visa from Spain during the 90 days you are allowed on a tourist visa or visit. You must have at least three years experience working at what you do, or you must have a qualification that shows you can do the job uh, from a recognized school or course. For example, if you're an accountant, then you'll need to show degree certificates or professional association memberships, whereas a games developer is more likely to have to show experience. Obviously, you must have a clean criminal record and not be living illegally in Spain when you apply. You'll need to prove you haven't got a criminal record with a recent certificate from your home country. It's important to note that you're not eligible for the remote worker visa if you are a family member of an EU citizen. If spouses of EU citizens cannot apply in their own right as the EU citizen benefits from free movement and there's another easier route to follow rather than going down this route. So what do you need for your application? Firstly, you'll need to prove that you will have sufficient finances to support yourself when you move to Spain. Now, there's something called the IPREM in Spain, which is the sort of like a minimum amount of money. And you've got to get a certain percentage of this, which is higher percentage. It's 200 percent. So at the moment, it's around 2,333 euros a month, which you'll need to prove you've got coming in from your activity. However, this is likely to rise a little in the next few months. And I believe since I wrote this, it has gone up to 2,400 euros because the Spanish minimum wage rose. 
Dependents will also need to be considered if you're coming with a family. So the first dependent, i.e. spouse, would need to be 75% of the IPREM, which is about €825. Euros. And for each successive dependent, 25%, so €275 Euros each. This means that for a family of four, you'd need to prove around €3,700 a month or €44,400 total. Dependents can be a spouse, children under 18, children over 18, as long as you prove they're dependent, and equally parents, but again, if they're dependent on you. Proof of income will be required in the form of invoices, tax returns, bank statements or job contracts, but expect to have, a sh have to show a combination of all of them, as it's Spain we're talking about here and these things happen. Secondly, you'll need to have private health insurance to begin with for yourself and all dependents. This must be enough to cover all contingencies and have no co-payment element, meaning you'll pay for your prescriptions, for example. It's likely that at the end of your first year here, you'll become eligible for the Convenio Especial, where you can pay into the Spanish health system. It's logical, as you will be paying tax here. You can apply in one of two ways. Firstly, you can come into Spain on the 90-day visa and apply here. Secondly, you can apply through the Spanish embassy or consulate in your own country. If you decide to do it by coming to Valencia or Spain, then we'll have a hand-holding service available with local lawyers to get the process done as quickly as possible. The big advantage of applying for it in Spain directly is that you get an initial three years, whereas applying through an embassy or a consulate in your own country, you'll only get the first year and then have to reapply here next year for another two years. The aim is for applications to be granted within a few weeks with a maximum of 90 days. But as we're in Spain, expect delays, difficulties in getting appointments and teething problems galore, as this is bound to be very, very popular. However, and this is an apparently, if you haven't heard back in 20 days, known as administrative silence, then your application is granted automatically. And this is one of the measures in the startup law from which the terms of the remote worker visa are taken. Now, we've got a link on our article about this to get a copy of the application form, and it's a simple one-page form. But it should be accompanied by all of the other proof required, which is also listed here. So, you need the completed application form, a copy of the payment made for the application, which is model 790038, and it's currently €89.96. Euros. A passport copy, and we expect this to be a notarised one with the Hague seal, but this is not yet confirmed. Professional qualifications or proof of relationship with employer. So that would be your qualification certificates or the letter from your employer saying, yes, you've worked for them for over a year and they're quite happy for you to work in Spain. You'll need a clean criminal record form from your current, current country of residence, even if that's not the country where you were born. And it'll be for the last two years and there'll be a sworn statement that you don't have a criminal record from any other country you may have lived in during the previous five years. So if you've moved around a bit, you'll want one from your current country of residence and then one it's not actually a, a form, it's actually a sworn statement from yourself that you haven't got a criminal record elsewhere. These papers need to be legalised and notarised, and again, it'll need the Hague seal on it so that it's legal. You'll need a private health insurance contract, your proof of income or funds, a copy of your degree certificate or professional qualifications or evidence of your experience in the job that you bring with you, 
a letter from any company you work for authorizing you to work from Spain and giving details of your job, your salary, and any other relevant details. What is relevant, you decide, of course. And proof that any company you work for has existed for more than one year. As regards the taxes you'll pay when you get here, they're advantageous with a fixed rate on income up to 600,000 a year of 24%. Now that's higher than the anticipated 15% when this idea was trailed and that's slightly disappointing for some people, but it's still more than reasonable. On amounts over 600,000 you will pay 47% and as we say, I should be so lucky and so should you. You will have to get in touch with the tax office once you are here and do their application process to be considered non-resident for tax purposes in order to benefit from the flat tax rate. You will have six months after establishing residency to do this. And again, we'll have a handholding service to do this. By doing the above and benefiting from being considered non-residents for tax purposes, otherwise known as the Beckham Law, those on the remote worker visa will benefit for six years with zero tax on worldwide income and assets that's just similar to non-DOM status in the UK, and importantly, you will not have to pay Spanish wealth tax for that period either. However, it is thought that the new two-year solidarity wealth tax due to be collected in 2022 and 2023, or rather for the years of 2022 and 23, will not be exempted. We await clarification on that. Now the future. The remote worker visa is initially thought of as a five-year project with an initial year and then two separate two-year extensions for those continuing to satisfy the requirements. Or, if you made your application in Spain, an initial three years and then an extension for two. However, it's also a pathway to more permanent living in Spain. The Spanish government wants the remote workers coming here to put down roots and not disappear at the end of that period. Spain needs more taxpayers for an ageing population to pay the pensions. Therefore, They've designed a pathway to apply for a five-year real residency at the end of the period of the remote worker visa, followed by permanent residency after 10 years of being here. At that point, you'll probably be able to apply for citizenship too, if you, if you wish to. Due to the nature of remote workers, who are generally younger and often single, many of them will start relationships while here and eventually be able to apply for residency based on their relationship with an EU citizen started while in Spain. Expect young professionals to be using dating apps and meetups regularly once they get here and plenty of wedding bells down the line. Also bear in mind that initially, the rental market already in crisis may not be able to provide for so many people wanting to come and live in Spain and especially Valencia, named recently once again as the best place to live in the world for expats. Therefore, if you're thinking of buying a property to rent out, you are likely to have even more applicants for every rental property you offer. And for those coming on the remote worker visa, if you're in a position to buy, it may be much easier than finding a long-term rental contract. Oh, and by the way, once you have your Spanish residency card on the remote worker visa, you can enjoy free movement in the EU too, or at least the Schengen area of the EU. So what should you do now? If you satisfy the requirements for getting the remote worker or digital nomad visa, then start collecting the paperwork together and start the process for application at your local Spanish consulate or embassy, or make plans to come to Valencia or Spain and make your application here. We believe that the application process in Spain via the 90-day Schengen visa will be easier and cheaper than doing it from your home country, and it also has that advantage of being an initial three years rather than having to reapply next year. Once you have your approval, then you'll need to make an appointment at the police station to take your fingerprints and get your actual residency card. Exciting, isn't it? 
Contact us to start the process of looking for your rental property or any property you're looking to purchase and set up an orientation day with us to open your bank account and things like that. You will need to establish residency once you are here by either buying a property and say you're living there or renting a property long term and a long term rental is more than six months, not like a three month job. So you will also need to be paying tax in Spain on your income so you might want to speak to a Spanish tax advisor specialising in migrant workers in Spain when you get here so that you are prepared of how to present your taxes here. And remember to do this within six months of getting here and then after your first year you've got to do a tax declaration. If you're a parent then you also may want to look into options for international schools here in Valencia and we've written a post about that of course. But here's the thing, what if you currently don't satisfy the requirements but you do want to take advantage of a remote worker visa further down the line? Then you should do one or more of the following. If you're self-employed, then make sure that if you can start paying yourself at least the minimum amount required every month and do it for the next year. Maybe you can do it for three months. Equally, you could set up a company and pay yourself through that company, making it easier to get a letter from the company next year when you make your application. After all, you're the boss. This route would take a year rather than been three months. Younger people might want to ask their parents to start a company, which they actually run themselves, so the signature and the letter from the company are from somebody else. Start collecting all of the evidence and keep it together in one file for easy reference and for adding to. If you work for an employer, start talking to them about the possibilities of working remotely. And if they are receptive, then maybe suggest that you may want to be moving to Spain eventually for family or educational reasons. If they're not receptive, then it's time to update your CV and looking for companies for work, uh, to work that will accept remote working or even start freelancing in your spare time. Whatever you decide to do then good luck. We can't wait to see all of you that, are might, that have already intimated that you're interested in the Spanish remote worker visa and help you to make your way to Valencia and Spain. And as we say, let the influx begin. So, based on that article, we had quite a few questions come through. I'm going to repeat some of them here. We've had lots of questions which were actually answered mostly in the article. Um, we've pointed people in that direction. But quite a few people have got questions which maybe don't appear fully in the article. So, for example, John asked, uh, Do you have a lawyer we can work with who could get all the paperwork together? And of course we do. Expect changes and lessons along the way until things are clear about the process. But we'll have a lawyer who will give you the list of things you need to collect and then he will take you to the places you need to be in order to make your application. Corey asked, if I apply now, when can I be expected to get the visa? Well, it looks like the first visas issued will be in April. So it's sort of best to start the process of getting your paperwork together. And then the next time you come into the country, Corey, that 90 day thing, because I know you're interested in the initial three years, um, it's start the application when you come in at that point. It shouldn't be a problem wherever you are in the country at that time. David asked, I've heard that you need to apply when you have at least 60 days in the country left on the 90 days allowed. Is this right? Honestly, I'm not sure. I've not seen it written down anywhere officially, but it seems to be a rumour spreading like wildfire on all the internet forums. Um, to be on the safe side, it would be more logical to apply for it as soon as possible after landing in Spain, as Spanish bureaucracy tends to be slow. But then again, if all requirements are met, then after 20 days of administrative silence, it should be granted automatically. So there's that. It's maybe a thing about go figure and see what happens. 
I think it's easier just to start the application as soon as you hit the ground. Che asked, can you do the paperwork with us? And the answer, unfortunately, Che, is no. We'll always suggest a lawyer or a company that moves into the space to fulfill this need. Expect to have to pay them, of course, even though you can do it yourself. We just don't have time or capacity to do the actual legwork on this because there's going to be a lot of legwork. Marissa asked, if I'm working as an online content creator, how do I show the qualifications? Well, this is a more show your working out thing. There are no official recognized qualifications for a job. Then it's assumed the experience and track record will be enough along with the proof of income and the letter from the employer or employers showing that you've been working for them for over a year. Flo said, I was a resident in Spain for over a year during the COVID thing. A short visit turned longer. I read that you can't have been a resident of Spain in the previous five years. Can I still get the visa if I want to return now? Um, my question here, Flo, was were you really a resident or did you just get caught up for a time? Uh, because if you were a resident and you had a residency card and things, well, unfortunately not. You'll need to apply for the, uh, the NLV, the non-lucrative visa, instead if you don't need to work that is um, maybe do some work on the side it's an option people who did need to work previously have been coming in on non-lucrative visa and keeping it quiet obviously we can't advise you to do this <clears throat> anyway maybe another option would be to come in on a student visa as you can work for up to 20 hours a week with that uh, get on a spanish course even if you don't need it just a basic spanish course and then be here as a student that is another option again you'll need to satisfy income requirements and things like that but if you are going to come here on the other visas you would. Joe asked, is it better to rent or buy once I get there? Well Joe, I sell houses so I'd say buy of course, especially with the difficulties in the rental market at the moment. However, before taking that step you need to know exactly what you want and where you want it. If you've scoped out Valencia previously then you may know, you may know where you want to be, so buy. If not, rent first. Um, we can help with the rent. It's not as easy as it used to be, but we can probably help. Sammy asked, what's the pathway to permanent residency? Well, as we said in the original article, it's not quite settled yet. However, it looks like there'll be a pathway to permanent residency after five years, which will be a five year residency. So you do one, two and two or three and two, and then you'll get another five years. After that point, in theory, you'll be able to get permanent residency. And in theory, you'll be able to get citizenship if you're that way inclined. Anna asked, is it worth it? And I think this is a strange question, but I think it's especially worth it, especially worth it for those trapped on Brexit Island or in the increasingly ungovernable USA. If you don't qualify at the moment, then it's time to start preparing. Make sure all the paperwork is in place and also have justifications, copies and more all in a single folder on your computer and in the cloud. Every month, add to it until you have proof of a year and then strike and apply on a 90 day visit to Spain. If you have an employer, then make sure they're supportive of your plans and start getting the paperwork together. Living in Valencia and Spain is not a paradise by any means. I'd never say that to anyone. However, it's one of the best places to live in the world and a lot cheaper than many other places where people work. If you can remote work, then your lifestyle might get, might get considerably better, cheaper, just an upgrade in your lifestyle by living here. Anyway, that's it for this 
If you have any more questions about the Remote Worker Visa, be sure to send them to us and we'll put them in the next podcast. The next monthly podcast will be out next month, obviously, at the start of March. And in it, we'll be talking about saving money on your Valencia property purchase again. This is the second part of the thing we started in last last month's podcast. And if you want to listen to that, there is something in the show notes where you can go there. There's a link. Okay. So until then, if you have any questions, get in touch with us. Happy to be talking to you again on the podcast. And we hope to hear from you with your questions. Everyone at Valencia Property is waiting for you to arrive so we can give you the best service possible on buying or renting your property.